Blog Talk Radio. Aloha, welcome to Talking Pictures. I'm your host, Paul Booth. This is our coverage preview number one for Dances with Films, which goes on at Man's Chinese Six at Hollywood and Highland. We love that place because it's also where Turner Classic Movies Film Festival goes on. It's right next door to where the Oscars happen. We cover the ASC Awards upstairs in the Dolby Ballroom. Well, we've done that once, but we'll continue to do that. So we love that building. It's fun, historical, and uh, today we're going to have our uh, one of our team members who reviewed a couple of screeners that will be playing at Dances with Films joining us, and I'll be bringing her in. Hello, Sharon. Hey, Are you there? Paul. Hello, how's it going? I can hear you. Pretty good. Um, so I just was letting... Pardon? I was just asking, how are you doing? Doing good. Just came home from an Angels game, but they were winning when we left, and, yep, they did not win. They were winning 2-1, and they lost 4-2. So uh, not a cool... Well, fun time, but not a good game. So... With that, Sorry we're... Sorry to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least it wasn't Oakland. So we're excited to go into Dances with Films. The first film that I let the audience know you're going to be reviewing for us is a world premiere, an animated feature film told through the eyes and voice of a peaceful, good-hearted pup with an imaginative, imaginative mind. Uh, before we start this, I wanted to thank Dances with Films for having us back for... Uh, third year, it is my fourth year, I was there with, anyways, um, so we're going to be, we're happy to come back, um, and we want to thank Kim Dixon, who always sends us good films and sets up great interviews for us, so thank you, Kim, uh, for sending Chance along. This is going to be playing, Sharon's going to review it, but again, it's going to be playing Monday, June 5th at 930 I'm sorry, it's called TCL, Chinese Theater, but I refuse to call it Mans or anything but Grauman's. So if you get there and get confused, just know it is the same thing. So uh, with that, Sharon, uh, let us know what you thought of Chance, directed by Kenny Roy and produced by Phil James. Well, to tell you the truth, I absolutely loved Chance, the fact that it was done through the eyes of the pit bull. think that they actually got it really on par. First of all, the, if, you are, if you've ever worked with pit bulls, on the pit bull, anything, you know that the eye color is a multifaceted eye color, and they were actually able to do that with the animation, which anybody knows is not an easy thing to do. They were able to do that, and they did it beautifully. Another thing is that I loved how they were able to show that pickles do not want to fight. Actually, pickles were, were originally called nanny dogs. There's been a great debate on whether or not to go back to that name. Um, these dogs are, in fact, fiercely loyal, and this, this movie shows that loyalty. I like that... <laughs> As much as it is an animation, it is more for adults, and it does show that you will see a horrible situation, and as bad as that situation may be, 
you will see that, in fact, the situation gets even worse for these animals. Well, uh, Sharon, just to let you know, speaking of, please, everyone, still come out to the event. Was it yesterday, Uh, Carolyn? The pit bull? This movie we're talking about is about a pit bull. So speaking speaking of, just so everyone knows, in front of the Hollywood and Highland Center, a pit bull a pit bull got on the loose and attacked some children and some people in a store, and a undercover policeman had to sh- kill the pit bull. So we were actually going to take our dog to this festival, but now we're keeping our dog away. So we wanted to let you know again, like Sharon said, not all pit bulls are bad. It is the stupid owners that train them that to be like down to ownership. Being yeah, exactly. proper owners doing the proper thing. It's not the pit bull's fault. A lot of times these people do not properly train their animals, and it is a power breed. And well, yeah, plus that's it's what you have to keep in mind. It's an uncensored show. It's my opinion, but my first question was, was, was the pit bull black? Okay, so we'll move on to your review. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, when it comes to the view of pit bulls, I've just, I've worked with Power Breed. You know how I feel about them. I love them. I dressed them up and walked them parades and had kids hugging all over them. But then again, I've worked with them. I actually know how to train them. I do know the proper way to be with them and what it really comes down to in movie shows is, is being a proper pit bull owner. And that's what I like about this movie is that it shows, you know, these people are not doing right by these animals at all and should not be owning these animals. So I, anybody who is against pit bulls, I would say go and see this movie. Anybody who's for pit bulls should go and see this movie. I would say just go and see this movie because it will end up clearing a lot of lines on the whole debate of pit bulls. And plus, you can go to chancethefilm.com because there's some stuff here in the press releases about uh, the ASPCA uh, talking about dogfighting and the Humane Society, of course. Um, They've been bred, conditioned, and trained to fight. They're placed in a pit. And so, yeah, definitely do your research on that. And I knew once uh, Kim sent us this film that it would be perfect for you with your uh, with your background. Now, for the second film, which plays uh, June 9th at 5 p.m., which is directed by Susan Morgan Cooper. Uh, let's see. Let me just, I you know, these press releases, all due respect, to Kim. Uh, yeah, to the moon and back. No, I know what it is, but I'm saying all due respect, Kim. Hotmail has started this chain thing, and press releases just get pushed further and further back. Uh, this film we had on before, I'm sorry, uh, you can Google To the Moon and Back and my name, and you'll have uh, an interview with myself and the director, Susan Morgan Cooper. Uh, I, I I will admit we got a little bit off topic because there were so many doors open between this about Russia and the United States and, and politics. And if I think back to... We won't even remotely get into this past that the interview was shortly after our last election. So it really kind of, we could have done 10 different podcasts, but uh, to the moon and back, of course, documentary filmmaker, Susan Morgan Cooper, 
One of her last films was uh, about Dennis Hopper called titled Dennis Hopper in his own words. Uh, quick synopsis here before Sharon reviews it. Miles Harrison, an ordinary American from Virginia, adopts a beautiful orphan boy from Russia. Meanwhile, Bill Browder, a billionaire investment banker, seeks justice for his lawyer, Sergei Majnitsky, who is killed after exposing corruption in the Russian government. The action of both men caused the Russian adoption ban. On December 14, 2012, President Obama passed the Majinsky Act. President Putin quickly retaliates and passes the Russian adoption ban. Uh, we will not waste time on Russia and won't get into the president or who people call the president. Uh, again, this is an uncensored show, so I'm going to shut up and let Sharon review the film. Well, honestly, with everything that's going on, you, you kind of can't almost help but mention one and go right into the other. So wish me luck on this one. This is a very heartbreaking, eye-opening show. Um, honestly, I've never even heard of the Dima Yukolov law. And that's the law that is banning U.S citizens from adopting from Russia. Uh, I can see from experience, my parents actually adopted a little girl from outside of the U.S. And going outside of the U.S. for any adoption anywhere is not only a very hard thing to do, and it's very expensive, and at times it can even be life-threatening. The fact that they have shut down adoptions with America because of all this, it's heartbreaking. Anybody who's ever checked into anything with Russia knows they are really not into adopting children. There's a whole stigma over there. And the fact that they've now made it impossible for families to adopt children from there, it, it, it's really it's heart-wrenching, honestly. Honestly, this, these politics, they have everybody in the crosshairs. Kids, these kids are just going to end up in the institutions, which is really sad, really scary. I, I watched this show, and I, I couldn't help but think, what is going to happen? What, how, are, how is it there that these kids are caught in the crosshairs of everything political going on, and they're the ones paying the consequences? I think that right. anybody, political side of all of this, take a look. This is who the ones who are getting caught in your crosshairs. If you feel anything for children, take a look at this. Once again, these are the ones who are literally getting caught in the crosshairs. And they are going to be the ones paying these dire consequences. Most unfortunately, with these children, and this goes for any country, when they are not adopted, they usually end up in the streets. They end up committing suicide. They may end up in a institution, they don't have much of a chance beyond these adoption places. And the fact that they've now made it even harder for these children to have a chance is the most horrible thing you could ever do to children. Right, well, it's... And the thing is, how do you sit there and say, and it's literally politics all the way around, Oh no, it is. I just, I just, uh, you know, it was why 
when I was on with Susan, not speaking for her, but it was why we kind of, you know, there was points where we had to just get back to the point of the film and the screening because it could have just been a, you know, a half hour. Well, the thing is, is everybody does look so narrowly at, oh, it's just this what's going on with politics. It's what's this what's going on in politics. It's no people. We need to open up the scope and look at everything. Look at the people it's actually hurting. Look at the people who are in the crosshairs. Oh yeah, and well, it I goes mean, across it, the board with all of this. Yeah, no, that that was our thing. You know, we we found so many different side subjects, and of course, it is the kids that are most important. But we're not going to get into that's what politicians care least about. So, um, I but think as, anybody who cares about kids, politics, anything of that they need to watch this movie. They need to have their eyes open as to what is actually going on right now. Well, plus Be prepared the film with the Kleenex. The film has become even different now with all the Russian U.S. stuff going on. So I really think people should watch it. And, you know, it was, just, it was an so. all-around great doc. I mean, regardless of if it if it got to your emotions or if it hit on something personal, it uh, you know, I had watched. I had to watch it in two well, or three even, times because it was just pissing me off. So I'd have to stop. And I think that's a compliment. You know, some filmmakers will take that as a, uh, well, why couldn't you finish watching it? But to me, it was just like, you know, I told Susan, I'm like, I, I just don't want to be in a bad mood, so I have to come back to it. You know. Hey, I always say that's a mark of a really good film, whether it be fantasy, a documentary, what have it. If it excites some type of emotion, then it has done its job. And I totally agree with you because I had to turn it off and stop because I was bawling, crying, going, how could this happen to children? This is horrible to have happen to children. I beg beg anybody to please watch this because this does need to have light shed onto it. People do need to be aware that this is going on. Well, let me just real quick before we wrap this up because again we'll be at Dances with Films this weekend starting tomorrow and we have to thank our PR reps not our PR reps, PR reps that help us like Annie and Dave and uh, who provided us us films for tomorrow's episode and then of course Dances with Films would not be in existence for myself and then talking pictures if it wasn't for uh the man the myth the legend as Stephen David Brooks calls him the center of the universe uh Jonah Blackman who in uh got me in my first year of dances with films Jonah uh this incredibly humble guy he will always deny that he's the oh, yeah. That he's the senator of the senator of the center of the universe. He will always deny that he's done anything for anyone. But what I wanted to say real quick was was actually this is why it was such a interesting interview with Susan Morgan Cooper. And I want you guys to uh, again Google. Actually, you could Google talking pictures to the moon back, and maybe throw in my name or Susan Morgan Cooper. But we, I actually interviewed her like five days after the inauguration. So that's why I remember the, 
the interview was so not heated between us, but it was so, there was just that, you know, like there was just flames in the back. Yeah. Whether you wanted or not, there was, there was just that kind of bottom line anger because we were in the week of the inauguration. So respectfully, not my opinion, not Kim's opinion, not Susan's opinion, not any opinion I've named. I really don't care what people think or what I uh, say about the, I won't even call him president. So uh, with that, we want to thank Susan for making this film. Uh, We'll be at Dances with Films this weekend. We'll be bringing you more films tomorrow. I want to keep you surprised. I'm not going to tell you what Sharon's reviewing, but I will tell you it's a couple of short films. It's a return guest. And that's all I'm going to tell you. So Sharon, do you have any closing words for your inaugural episode? Yes, it's been an honor and a pleasure for having me on. And thank you very much. All right. You're very welcome. And I will talk to you tomorrow when we hit the airwaves again. You have a great night and thank you for joining us. Thank you. I look forward to it. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. And that was our friend and co-executive producer, reporter, Sharon, who has been handling screeners for us. Oops. I bet you guys probably thought, where did Paul's voice go? Oops. (laughs) 